genre. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Minute, the daily podcast where we are talking about the 1991 live-action Ninja Turtles sequel, The Secret of the Ooze, one wagon shaking minute at a time. I am your host, Scott Tofty. With me again, as always, our panel of turtle experts, Mr. Chris O'Connor. Play! Have fun! Rachel Gatlin. Hi! And Adam Sheehan. If this minute's rocking, don't come a-knocking. Is that, is that how that works? Sure. Yes. Is that the saying? Am I doing <laughs> it right? That is how that yeah. works. Yeah. Our minute is always rocking. No one, <laughs> no one ever knocks. We never have any visitors. No. That's Mm-mm. not true. We have lots of visitors yeah. at our show, I suppose. Um, here we are on minute 59. This is Thursday, I think. Is today Thursday, guys? Yeah, Thursday. I, I don't know okay, anymore. Okay, it's Thursday, minute 59 of Secret of the Use, and we're finally going to get to see uh, Toka and Rezar uh, start smashing up New York City. The minute starts with Splinter finishing some wise words of wisdom and uh, ends... With Razor about to knock over a telephone pole, or possibly just saying safe while playing a game of tag. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So let's talk about Splinter's little words of wisdom here at the beginning. He says, uh, what does he say? Anyone got that handy? Uh, Did we skip this part when we were doing our research? (laughs) We kind of skipped it when we did it. We skipped it yesterday, kind of, because it doesn't really go anywhere. He's just like, oh, stuff's complicated, guys. Yeah. But uh, we got to deal with uh, real problems. We got to leave philosophy class and uh, and go to shop. Yeah, basically. So he's essentially saying, like, uh, you know, your origins are never simple, but... uh, you know, we have to go beat up bad guys before we can get into that, is, is what it boils down to. Yeah. yeah. And it does it with all the fun John Dupre music underneath. It's very emotional, very sensitive. And they use this same kind of shot that they used in Turtles <laughs> 1 when Splinter was talking to Raphael. This kind of like circling around, you know, first shooting the turtles and then kind of panning around so the camera's focused on Splinter. Uh, nice little shot. I like these. There's been some good camera movement in the last couple of minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but then we get to the good stuff. The uh, the real party wagon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the wagon is shaking. We, we get this, you know, crane shot of this. It almost looks like a military uh, I think it's wagon like a horse or, wagon. Yeah, I think it's yeah. more for horses. Oh, yeah, I guess you're right. Okay, well, I mean... Depends on whose military I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, my question is, is this a location shot or is this a back lot? What do you think? Back lot? This m- might be a back lot. I feel yeah. like I've seen this this intersection before. Yeah, I was kind of thinking the same thing. I'm not sure if it's the same one they used in the first movie, but it might be. It's very similar. It's also yeah. really similar to that one um, exterior city shot in Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Oh. <laughs> like it's got that same kind of intersection. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I bet if we looked hard enough, we could probably figure out where this was shot, which studio. But I, I don't feel like googling that. So <laughs> there's I'm also sure someone a, out there. There's a little deep focus Easter egg way in the background. There's. A, I noticed that. Tell us about that. There's a mid '60s um, 
Volkswagen camper van, which was the getaway car in the first movie. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the only car in this shot, aside from the wagon, that's lit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even the Everything wagon else. isn't really lit, honestly. Yeah. It, it, there's a little bit of a different coloration to it just because of the tar painting over it, I suppose. But yeah. the, the van is like in spotlight. It's pretty funny. Yeah. I enjoyed it. What's up, April's van? How are you doing? <laughs> yeah, I guess we'll I guess she check. got it. I guess she got it repaired because wasn't it like completely <laughs> effed the last time we saw it? Oh yeah, because um, we haven't really seen what she's driving lately. Maybe yeah. she just either that or she got I another. I assume van. she got a better car. Yeah, I mean they drove back to the city in the van, didn't they? No, that was that pickup. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was the pickup. The old, oh, they drove back the, the old pickup. timey That's pickup right. truck. That's right. That's right. But now she yeah. is the best paid reporter in New York City. She had someone tow it all the way back from Northampton. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's not a that's not a car you just throw away. I mean that's no. clearly no. That's a car you leave in the front yard on bricks. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to check Turtles Three to see if it makes a an Easter egg appearance there. Although I somewhat doubt it, given that it's you know in feudal Japan, <laughs> and they weren't really known for their Volkswagen production in Japan that, that you time. know of. That I know of. <laughs> Very true. Um, so the van is a rockin', and the question that I think you had, Adam, was what exactly is happening in that van right now? <laughs> What's I, funny to me is when they open up the back, pretty much the second they open it, it stops, and they're standing so close to each other inside of it. What it looks like is they were just shifting their weight from foot to foot really fast. Yeah, because they liked yeah. the way it sounded. It ma- it moved. They they're, were just bored. They're just being they, idiots. Yeah, they yeah. have a lot of they're sensory. They have a lot of sensory developmental issues. You know, they need constant motion. They need to feel <laughs> the world around them. We have a lot of students like that nowadays. Yeah, Toka and Rezar probably have like when they have to sit down and listen to story time. They probably have like little padded cushions that have like textures, and they move around and stuff to keep them, you know, a little bit more focused. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, this, this next line that Shredder has is, I always make a mistake here. So Chris, what's the line? Oh, uh, go, have fun, play. Yeah. So I always get this line and Tatsu's line from the first movie confused because they're so similar. It, so in the first movie, it's a, I think one of the kids bumps into Tatsu in the warehouse. Oh, it's go play, says, have fun. Go play. And that's it. But yeah. I always add the have fun on that. And yeah, it's, I'm it's realizing go play, now, have fun. In this movie, yeah. Yeah. So I just, I'm curious, is that like the Foot Clan go-to pickup line? Like, <laughs> is this how they get kids into their uh, <laughs> pyramid scheme of an organization? Go, play, have fun, join the Foot Clan. <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't do that, that jazz hand at the end, the, the go, play, <laughs> yeah. that Tatsu did. I was going to say, when I said it, I actually did a jazz hand, and I was really creeped out that I had a webcam on or something, and you could see me at it. <laughs> <laughs> like, how did you know? Um, so go play, have fun. Great line. That's one of those memorable lines from this film. I don't think there's as many as there were in the prior film, but there, there's a few of them, and that's one. Uh Getting to see Toka and Rezar actually walk and move is pretty interesting. <laughs> I don't I don't know how I would describe their motion. Wobble 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 wobble. Yeah, they're very wobbly, lumbering. Just yeah. awkward. 
But like they walk hunched over. Toka's naked, which is really creepy. <laughs> we mentioned that before, right? Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. He looks more naked because he's wearing elbow pads and wrist pads. Yeah. Yeah. And then nothing on his torso. You know, Rezar I think Rachel just, made that point. Rezar just looks like a werewolf. Like he looks like he was just some guy and then the moon turned full and this <laughs> yeah. is what we got. Like he doesn't but, look like a mutated wolf. He's But not like no. a good werewolf. Yeah, like a crappy uh, made-for-TV werewolf movie. You know, that's the thing is, though, is is unlike, you know, the giant turtle suits, like, you know, there aren't very many movies with giant turtles. It's understandable that the effect could be sort of weird and, and like, different, something they have to work on to get right. But for the wolf man, for the mutated wolf, I mean, like, there should be really little difference between seeing a werewolf and seeing uh, a mutated wolf because, you know, it's half man, half wolf. I mean, it's just the same thing. So this should be the one that was easiest to get right, and yet, eh. yeah. There's there's a long history of Wolfman's in in film and television. I mean, like, just well, imagine if this had been like uh, the Wolfman from Monster Squad. Yeah, yeah. but do you, you know? Think, it, do you think they fell into a trap with that? Like they kept going, oh well, this just looks like every other Wolfman. Mm, and then they maybe. kept changing it until it looked like no Wolfman. <laughs> so to me, I it feels like this is like what the Henson company does. When they do like scary, they all kind of look they have a vibe. Like if you think of Dark Crystal, if you think of They do kind uh, of look like, like Skeksis. Labyrinth and stuff like that, it's that same kind of like over exaggerated features that you see in some of those creatures. Mm. Um and I mean, to me, if I, if you put this in front of me and said, "Okay, tell me who made this costume," the Henson Company would be probably one of my first guesses if I didn't already know. Yeah. As opposed to like one of the other Hollywood creature effects houses. Yeah, I think Rick Baker would be a, a close second. Yeah. But I feel like Rick Baker would have a lot more like grossness to it. Yeah. True. He, he does kind of have the same eyes as those orange puppets from Labyrinth, the fireies. Yeah. Oh, the the, the, the nightmare fuel. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's just funny to me because they take a wolf, which typically has a snout, and they've completely removed the snout. They gave him like a bulldog face, like his nose is all squished, and his Mouth jaw is, just is long. terrifying and weird. It is. It's very odd. But not like not like terrifying and like oh man, this thing's gonna eat me. More like. Oh, that is such a medical mistake. You're like, oh, what happened to you? <laughs> I bet he snores like crazy. Yeah, it's like what, how I feel every time I see a pug. It's like, why did they do oh. that to you? No. <laughs> Intelligent I mean, it, design, my ass. That's what that is. I mean, that's this, but slowed way, way down. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, let's oh, just keep man. selectively breeding them to be the worst kind of dog. Yeah. Oh, come on. We love pugs. I mean, pugs are great. Don't get me wrong. But I mean, I, I I just kind of pity them. Yeah. 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 They just need hugs. Pitiable creatures. They're poorly um, designed. Yeah. I'll they they're <laughs> poorly designed dogs. Uh, so Shredder tells Tatsu that they're going to leave a calling card for the turtles. Now, here's the thing. He starts off by saying, tonight. And immediately what I want to hear is, we dine on turtle soup. <laughs> we don't get that, but we get, tonight we leave a calling card for the turtles. Yeah, and then they start just, you know, attacking lampposts and stuff. I'm like, so how is this the calling card? I don't, well, I mean, I suppose we'll see some more in the next minute. You know, um, I'm, I'm not 
Not sure what we're supposed to get out of this. It's just random property destruction. Yeah. More PG crime. But, <laughs> well, this is, this is PG crime, but this is much more destructive. PG yeah, like, like people are going to be without power because of this. Yeah. <laughs> Con Edison's going to get phone calls. It's going to be a mess. <laughs> yeah, this is one of those things that like nowadays people would jump on Twitter and be like, hey, did they want to hear all this crap going on last night in Midtown? Hey, at Con Edison, where's my power? Why are there monsters running around in the street? <laughs> oh man, the ninja! That's, you know, that's a thing. Like, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't recall whether the Michael Bay movies like covered this at all. But like, the Ninja Turtles would not be able to stay secret nowadays. It'd just be like, oh man, look at these things out in the street. They're destroying. Well, what kind of a jerk is this dressed up? And is wow, he's really strong. Let me record this on my phone. World star. Yeah, and there's there's a couple of ways to look at that number one i realize this has nothing to do with a minute but number one it, you know this is your, your ninjaing has to be better if you're a ninja turtle in the modern world because you have to be better at stealth so it's a good opportunity to show the turtles being really really good at stealth however there's also something to be said for ninja turtles working best as kind of a period piece before the advent of cameras everywhere in internet technology um, I, I am fully on board with the idea of the Ninja Turtles as a period piece at this point. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it, anything that was made in a certain period after a certain period becomes a period piece. Right. Well, I mean, <laughs> even if they were to revisit it, I would love to see oh, you know, oh, yeah, more no, turtles done in like the nineties or even yeah. the early eighties. Or yeah, like if, if they, if they were to remake like this reboot and, and if it were in a reboot and it took place like immediately after Turtles 2, that'd be yeah. rad. That'd be really cool. That would be very cool. Like Retcon Turtles 3. Just I'd even I'd even let them keep Turtles 3. <laughs> we can retcon the 2007 movie. <laughs> Going back to the the calling card thing for a second. There's there's <laughs> no way to point this to the shredder. Like there's no tagging, there's no like shredder was here, well, you know? The, it, they wouldn't have to do all of this stuff if Tatsu had just remembered to print the calling cards ah, that ah. they were going to leave. <laughs> yes, damage by Shredder. Yeah, I I would love the idea of Foot Clan members tagging the crime scene. Yes, yeah. graffiti. There we go. More PG crime. Oh yeah, yeah. with the the Foot logo, like the like from the cartoon. Yeah, all they yeah. need is a stencil and a can of spray paint, and just like. That'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. Banksy that would have been fun. Yeah. That would have given us given. That would have given us a little bit more of the punk ethos from the yeah, first. Yeah. More movie. of a more of a visual element to it. Yeah. Actually, you know, like uh, getting back to, to to the idea of of the turtles as a period piece, like it would actually kind of be, you know, if you wanted to sort of make it a little more serious and a little little meaner, instead of putting it like in the late '80s, early '90s, like you know, just as just as New York sort of starts to turn around, put it in the '70s. Ooh. That would be really interesting too, like 1978. Mm. Yeah, just like yeah. you know, like the, the the height of like you know, just the worst the city got. <laughs> yeah, New York City was pretty pretty bad. Like there like, there yeah. were there was like talk of like let's just abandon this place. <laughs> <laughs> I almost yeah. wonder if that's too dark for Ninja Turtles mm, at that point. Yeah. I mean, yeah, for for, for like see. a big mainstream movie that probably would be a bit too dark, but I mean, I you know, that'd be kind of like a fun like short comic book run to do, I think. It would make for a killer hideout for the turtles because there was no shortage of burnout Burn abandoned buildings. buildings. Yeah. Yeah, but then you have to deal with like all the all the drug addicts from the disco scene. Yeah. The actual R-rated crime. 
Yeah. <laughs> Mikey's like, what's what's all this? Uh, why why are there boobs in all the windows in Times Square? What's going on here? <laughs> Times Square City. Whoa! Oh God. Splinter's like, you're not allowed to go there. You're not old enough. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the Ninja Turtles show up in HBO's The Deuce. You know, we're going to talk about The Deuce a little later. Uh, Wait, because what? Because there's actually, yeah, j- very briefly, there's a little bit in common in the next minute with The Deuce and Ninja Turtles. Uh, also interesting to note, The Deuce films in the neighborhood where I teach <laughs> and actually filmed an episode, uh, filmed a scene of an episode in uh, our building. Oh, wow. Oh. When it was when we were out of session. They Crazy. used it as a mental hospital. <laughs> I'm not familiar with the deuce. Um, it's a uh, James uh, Franco. Yeah, James Franco show. Oh. Where he and plays I've twins. And Maggie Gyllenhaal. It. And it's, I've watched it. I've watched the first season. It's pretty good. I, but didn't it's, realize, know, I didn't realize he was playing twins until about halfway <laughs> through the first episode, though. Spoiler. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's, you know, gritty 70s New York, um, you know, uh, pimps and hoes. That that's the show, and and porn, and uh, you know, creating the porn industry. Oh, Rock City! I'll have to uh, put that in my maybe pile. <laughs> <laughs> so Toka takes a giant bite out of a telephone pole, <laughs> and as he does. First off, I love the chunk, the shape of the chunk that comes out of the telephone pole. It's, just, <laughs> it's like it was already cut out. Yeah, it looks like a giant piece of chocolate. <laughs> um, but I also love the music that starts kicking in here. We get that kind of uh, chic, clean electric guitar sound, but there's also this cool like baritone saxophone slash tuba. Yeah, low yeah this, brass the music is a little happening. weird here. It's, it's got that, super weird. It's got that party guitar too. That did it, did it, did it. Well, that's that's what I'm referring to. That staccato kind of jangly Stratocaster. Yeah. Um, but it's it. It sounds like the guitar that you hear in the main Turtles theme from the first movie. Um, and it sounds a little bit like Oingo Boingo, which I kind of like also. There's a weird kind of dead man's party vibe to this. Mm. It's it's almost got like a ska tempo about it, too. It's got that scratchiness. Yeah. yeah. And in the next minute, I will talk a little bit more about this, but uh, it works in the Foot Clan theme in a really interesting way, too. Hmm. Uh, unfortunately, this minute cuts off right as Rezar is about to push over a telephone pole. And Jesus, you thought Donnie had uh, bad jaw alignment issues <laughs> with his overbites and underbites? Rezar, like, I don't even know like how he, this guy eats. When his he, like, bottom <laughs> jaw is a shovel. When, his, when it rains, like, his mouth is just involuntary. Like, he's collecting water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's he's got some issues. He needs an orthodontist real bad. But I feel like an orthodontist would just take one look at him and quit. Just be like, I, I, I was not cut out for this. Yeah. Damn it, I'm an orthodontist, not a veterinarian. This isn't going to go well, man. Um, That brings us to the end of the minute. Any final thoughts? Ah! <laughs> was that a final thought? Yeah. I just, I just had one. I, I like how... Uh, Shredder says, uh, play, have fun. And they're, I, these two, their idea of fun is immediately instinctfully mayhem. Yeah, destruction. Well, they've had a terrible upbringing. <laughs> True. <laughs> so the terrible upbringing is a part of it. But also, like, something to keep in mind is, like, when, whenever you, uh, I don't know how often you guys get to play around with 
uh, infants and toddlers, but think about the way little children play and what they do, uh, you know, building things up, knocking things down, throwing things around, and imagine them being like, you know, 500 pounds and able to <laughs> knock over a telephone pole. I imagine if we took my my 10-month-old son and, you know, suddenly made him like half a ton and able to move cars, he would be an awful destructive force. <laughs> Isn't that one of the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids movies? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah Honey, I Blew Up the Baby. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, that's the one. But how funny would it be if he was like, go, play, have fun, and then they just started giggling and playing tag? Yeah. Aww. <laughs> Miss Mary Mac, Mac, Mac. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be so sweet. Toke takes out some pogs. They <laughs> just have jacks. They're just throwing jacks. Toke and Razor like sit down and start patty caking. Yeah. Or they, they they pull out a jump rope and just Aww. real, real innocent skip it. play. A skip it. Although I feel like uh, I feel like Toka with a skip it would still destroy the city. They wouldn't be able to fit the skip it ring over their giant feet. Yeah. So he just gets angry and then that's when the mayhem starts. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I have to tell you, mayhem is a lot of fun. So I teach a kindergarten class, and in the corner of the room is their block building area. And every time I go into their room to do music with them, I always tell them, I, they build amazing things with the blocks, but I look at it and I go, you guys have no idea how badly I want to knock that down. And their teacher doesn't let them knock down blocks. Oh, no! But she looks at me and she goes, if you come back at the end of the day, you can, but you have to help clean up. And I'm like... I'll restrain myself. But man, <laughs> something about knocking stuff over is just incredibly gratifying. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like when you see a pyramid of cans at the grocery store and you just kind of want to push it over. I feel, like, I feel like every party I've ever been at where some meathead was building some kind of structure out of empty cans, I've always knocked it over. Yeah. Yeah. Well done. Like, Who's the well, real meathead? <laughs> Uh, well, that's the end of the minute, and uh, I guess this is the plugs. Guys, check us out at TMNT Minute on Twitter, on Instagram. Head over to our Facebook page. By the way, if you go to Dueling Genre, we have a T Public page. This is as good a time to promote this as any. Uh, all the shows at Dueling Genre uh, have T-shirts available. So if if you go to Dueling Genre right up at the top of the website and click on where it says merch or you can just go to duelinggenre.com slash merch you can get cornetto minute spider-man minute back to the future minute ninja turtles minute all kinds of custom designed t-shirts from all of these great shows including our brand new funny mikey's combat cold cuts t-shirt <laughs> i highly recommend you go get it uh is it money comfy, scott is it what? Is it comfy, Scott? Oh, it's very comfy. You can get it in a multitude of different colors. The design is in yellow, but you can put it on just about any color shirt you want. It's a very nice fabric, uh, and it's it's you know people are going to be like, "What the hell is that?" And you'll be like, "You're not cool enough to know." <laughs> but then please tell them about it. But tell then them tell about them. It's yeah. got our name on it, so you know. Yeah. Just check this out. But anyway, yeah. Twitter, Instagram, dueling genre slash merch, uh, and we will catch you guys tomorrow for minute 60 and uh, hashtag pizza Friday. Bye everybody. Bye. Bye. Go play Kawabunga. <laughs> <laughs>